Welcome to the Victor Collins Sabre podcast. We pray the Holy Spirit will speak to you and stir you up as you listen to this anointed, transformative, and down-to-earth teaching by Bishop Collins. Discover how God can change your life and ministry forever. Enjoy the message. Thank you for the enlargement service. Thank you for your process and your, your, your way of us as a church. Speak to us like never before. In Jesus' name, somebody said, Amen. Give Jesus a big hand clap. You may please be seated. All right. So today is Honor Your Prophet Sunday. Um, in this church, we honor. Honor is something that is very, very important to us. In Romans chapter 13 and verse 7, honor your prophet Sunday. And our prophet is Bishop Dag Ewood Mills, our senior, our father. He's a main prophet. And then there are prophet, prophetlets. There are small, small prophets who are also um, operating under his ministry. Amen. I want you to honor, I want you to understand that honor is something that is biblical and we, we, we do what the Bible says we should do. Are you, are you with me? The things we do, there are things that the Bible encourages us to do. We don't want to do things that grandmother told me or something that the Bible says we should do. And so if you look at it, if you know the church, if you know us, you realize that anything we speak about we find and we know a scripture to back it. Uh-huh. You cannot emphasize on things that you don't have scriptures to back. Are you with me? So Romans chapter 13 and verse 7. Romans chapter 13 and verse 7. The Bible says that render therefore all their dues. Render therefore all their dues. Now this is very interesting because I've come across several, you know, as a contractor and as a builder, I've come across several workers, you know, um, laborers, skilled workers, who have uh, told me that um, their bosses don't pay them when it's time to pay them. I find it very interesting. Because here, we pay people on time. We pay people what they are supposed to be paid. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, we don't, we don't joke with our pain at all. We pay people, if it's every week, it's every month, we pay. You can ask them. Anybody who comes to work here, those who supply us with blocks, sand, and all of that. I mean, it, one week, that's too long. One week, then maybe we forgot. You get it? I, 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 I try not to, you know, let people say things about us. Because if people say things about the, the church, it will affect you and it will affect me. Are you there? So I try to, you know, whenever anybody does something for us, we pay them. And we, we spend money every week. Every week. This money that is coming today, oh, by next week it's gone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some cement is going to drink it like that. Some sun is going to eat it like that. If there's any account, I don't think there's any account in this country that's busy than our account. If there's any church whose account is busy like our church account, I will give them an offering. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so the Bible says that, you know, 
people who need to be giving something, give it to them. You render to all their dues. Now you give tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom is due, and fear to whom fear. But the last part of the scripture says, honor to whom honor. Respect, regard, acknowledgement, obedience, uh, uh, recognition. That's honor. You, you, will, you, you will be surprised when you read a book, those who honor you. You will be surprised the things that mean dishonoring. Things that suggest. In fact, when you read that book, you, you will, there are signs of dishonor. One of the signs, if I remember, is your absence. Yeah. Your absence is a sign of dishonor. So, for example, if, if, if you want to argue with me, let's say I'm having a party and I invite all my church members and then you don't come. What is that? It's dishonoring. Yeah. No matter the excuse. No matter the excuse, the fact that I've invited all church members and everybody is there, but you didn't come. I said, come for free food, come for free juice, come for free kebab, come for, come for free calabrese, come for free music. And then you find something else important than my invitation. It is disrespect. Amen. And so you'll be surprised that there's a topic or there's a subject that you may not know it in its entirety. Are you, are you with me? Oh, are you here? Yeah. Let's say for example, if you say marriage. You don't know marriage. You don't know what marriage is. Your version of marriage is what is in your head. None of us know. Oh yeah. yeah. If you know marriage, you'll be happy to marry every year. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll share some revelations with the people. Yeah. Don't you know that God likes to marry every every time God is getting married? There's nothing as boring as having one woman for 30 years of your life. It's so boring. What kind of case is that? <laughs> what I'm saying is that when it comes to God, you see that God always finds somebody to use. God is not only happy with finding Joshua. He, he's, he's looking to find Dinesh. He's looking to find Cherry. God is always willing to find people to use. We just find one person who we're happy. Yeah. It started from the Catholic Church. It started from the apostles. It started from Jesus. When the church started, God has been using thousands and millions of people. Are you you with me? Uh So, (laughs) I don't know how we got into that. But I'm trying to tell you that respect, regard is very, very important. And so, you may easily not know completely what respect is. Maybe to you, respect is saying, yes, please, thank you. 
For some people, saying thank you is respect. <laughs> but for some people, thank you is no respect. Because you're actually not grateful. Because it's the mouth you used to say it to, but it may not be in your heart. Are you, are you with me? And so, honor is, is, is something that is very important. Honor. I want us as a church to really believe in honoring. You see, and honoring does not depend on what somebody do does in return. So, for example, let's say if you're going to honor your father or your mother, it does not depend on whether your father or mother is good to you or not. That's what I'm saying. You don't understand honor. Because when it comes to honor, it is something, a respect and regard and recognition and acknowledgement you give to somebody regardless of how they treat you. And you realize that if the man doesn't talk to you nice, you ain't got nothing for you. We are people who like to give things to people or do good things to people when they do the same to us. Now that's not Christianity. Christianity is when your, your enemy slaps you on the left, you give him on the right. You give him the right. Man, that's Christianity. A Christianity where we do tit for tat. Conditional. If you do, you go do for me, I go do for you. If you do, if you don't do, if you don't talk to me, I'm also not talking to you. That's not Christianity. Yeah. That's your philosophy of life. Are you with me? Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't honor people because they did something bad to you or not. So, honor to whom honor? And then, I want to... Um, I want to show you something that means honor. Genesis chapter 41, verse 9. To be honoring uh, Bishop Dagwood Mills, we are honoring his works. He's somebody who is great. What people don't know is you, you can't, everything will be judged one day. You can't judge. You can't judge. I was, I was explaining to a group on Friday that we really have to have a, an open mind. There are so many things that are, um, are preventing us from being blessed because of how our mind works. Our minds are very, very, very narrow and closed. And when your mind is like that, you limit God in, in the areas he can bless you. Because when your mind is narrow, you have a definition of how God should approach you. And you know that you cannot tell God how he should approach you. Who is you? So, let's talk about wine. Should a Christian drink or not? I, I can't answer that. But Jesus drank wine. Wine is in the Bible. You, you, you can't hide it. Everybody, if you, if, you, if you can read and you read the Bible, you, you know it. But whether you are going to be drinking wine as your lifestyle, that's up to you. But I will not come and tell you, no, you shouldn't drink wine. Or wine drinking is sin. Well, I know Jesus went to a wedding and there was wine and he actually brought wine. The wine was finished. He, he must have drunk some. Because in his culture... Wine drinking is not alcohol drinking in our times. 
We have spoiled everything. Sex in the times of Jesus and from the time that sex was, it's not the same sex we have now. So if you want to talk about certain things, you realize that you don't understand them. So if you want to talk about many wives, you don't understand them. It's now that we are trying to behave ourselves. In the olden days, it is not right for a man to have only one woman. After Adam and Eve sinned, everything became confused. So God used people for using sake and not checking whether he has three or four women. Because everybody from Abraham to whoever had more than one woman. It's in the Bible. You can't run away from it. But when we talk about it, it doesn't mean that I am so I'm telling Jack to go and marry for you. You're heading good. If you want Christ, it's not easy to handle one. How much more two and three and four? It's a Muslims who are, who are enjoying life. Yeah. So you can't you can pronounce on things where you, you don't understand them. Are you are you with me? And so, Bishop Dagon is a great man. He's a great man. And for him to even boldly talk about the fact that everybody God used, have you read the Bible, Jolene? Every great man that God used had more than one wife. In fact, uh, uh, um, Jacob, who is Israel, whose, whose people are now fighting and they are killing them in Palestine, he, the 12 tribes of Israel, not all of them were his wife's children. Some of them were his wife's servants, the, the maid's children. Did you know that? So he had two women. He had two women. Leah and Rachel. Now Leah gives birth. Rachel gives birth. Then Rachel, a, a time comes, she can't give birth. And she sees that Rachel, Leah is giving birth. And she gets jealous. And she takes her house help. And gives her to her husband and says, You have sex with her, let her give birth. If she gives birth, it is still my child. Then the house girl sleeps with Jacob, the man of God, who wrestled with God from the night to the morning. And gives birth, and he's called Issachar, and he's part of the 12 tribes of Israel. Truth in the Bible. It is not saying that I, if you should go and have sex with your girlfriend, that's not what we are saying. We are just trying to tell you what is there. Am I, am I talking to Christians this morning? Whatever you do in your life, God will judge you for it. Oh. It is there. You, you have not read it. That's why. I have read it. That's why I know it. And if I know something I'm talking about, it doesn't mean that that is what I am promoting. Because, let me tell you something. We are so hypocritical that we will stay in something and suffer so that people will see, think that we are good people than to stay, go out of it and for people to tell us, you this, you this and then you are free and you are happy in life that's how the world is we do things for people to, to uh, oh yeah, you're good, oh congratulations, the things that we'll do that somebody say, oh I'm very disappointed in you and it is right for you and you know deep in your heart that that's what God wants you to do, we don't do those things but you see, God is God is a righteous judge he doesn't like divorce. But if a man is beating you and beating you and beating you, <laughs> and then Bishop Collins says, no, don't divorce. Am, am, I, am, I being, am I being kind to you? Do I really love you? 
But God says you shouldn't divorce. Why is a pastor telling Jamela to go and divorce? When she comes to church, she has dark shades. I said, Jamela, are you looking cute? What's this dark shades for? Oh, it's a new style. Then when she takes it over, you see, I broke out. Bloodshot. So, Bishop, I want to leave this man. I said, no, Jamela, let's believe God. Let's pray to God. God is, God is faithful. You have a madman saying, we do beating you and trying to kill you. When a pastor goes home, he goes home to his nice wife and nice family. He's enjoying his life. Now, if I don't even tell you leave your husband and then you leave your husband, should I judge you for that? Should I say, hey, let us sit at the back. You don't do that. Genesis chapter 1. What did I say? 41. Alright. Time is up. This is a very short service, so you got to come early. We start at 8, we close at 10. It's 10 o'clock, the landlord is here waiting to uh, lock up the doors. So you got to come early. 8 o'clock you come so we can have a nice time. Genesis chapter 41, verse 9. Pharaoh had a dream. And he needed somebody to explain the dream to him. He asked all the fancy people around him. And they were not able to explain the dream. Dinesh. Then the Bible says that Joseph was in prison one day and two people had a dream. And the baker and the butler of Pharaoh, that he explained it to them. The baker was supposed to be released and killed. And the butler was supposed to be released and restored. So when they were released, Joseph told them that when you go, Charlie, you should remember me. But yeah, put in a word for me, but brother Joseph, I'm suffering here. When they were released, they forgot about Joseph. Now, it was not until Pharaoh had the dream and he couldn't explain it and nobody could help him that the butler remembered a guy, a Hebrew guy called Joseph in jail who explained something about a dream to him. And it actually came true, came to pass. So the Bible says they, they went to the prison and asked for Joseph to come and see Pharaoh. Right? And the Bible says, then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph and they brought him hastily out of the dungeon. The guy was in the dungeon. Let me tell you, when God is ready for you, you come out of a dungeon in the name of Jesus. So I said, when God is ready for you, there's no dungeon that can hold you. There's no chain that can bind you. When God is ready for you, <laughs> you don't know God. God, God, is, God is somebody who can just watch on and look on for things that are not pleasant to just happen. 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 And you think that he's dead. You think that he doesn't love you. You think that he doesn't care for you. When he's ready for you, you will come out. When Jesus was ready for Lazarus, he came out of the dead. He came out of the dead. He, he died for three days. Jesus couldn't go until the, he got the fourth day. When God is ready for you, so that when you go through the valley, the valley of the shadow of death, you will not fear any evil because you know that he's gonna see Jesus came out of the dungeon, and the Bible says that he saved himself and changed his clothes and came unto Pharaoh. Do we, do we have Bible in basic English or New Living Translation? I'm teaching about honor. That there are so many things you do that means this honor, and there are things you do that means honor. He shaved and changed his clothes. That's a good one. And he went in and stood before Pharaoh. The question is, 
why did Joseph shave and change his clothes as he was going to see Pharaoh? There's a type of honor that that is called adapting yourself to the person you need to honor and you have to honor. So honoring, my message is honoring by adapting yourself to someone. That's, that's a major problem in relationships. People don't want to adapt. If I choose you among all the 25 women or all the 100 women, and I take you to the church, and I put a diamond ring and a gold ring of 85 penny weight gold ring on your finger, and I give you my name, are you not supposed to honor me for the, for the rest of your life? I ain't able. You even sleep without bathing. You want to sleep with me on the bed and not bathing. Jack, it happens. Though. You make your face like I'm talking about something to it happens. You'll be surprised when a woman gets so used to you that when she comes back from work, the next thing is just Pradam on the bed and gone. The food that she cooked yesterday, you have some in the fridge. Hot up, you have microwave. There's no reason why I should please, I should I should be on my guard for you after 12 years of marriage, after six years of marriage. I, I don't have to impress you. Oh yeah. yeah. That, that, it, it's, it's normal human behavior. It's normal human behavior. I saw something on social media. Social media is very tricky. They give you things that you can easily get hooked up to it like it's a Bible. It's not a Bible. Because they, they show you nice and good things. I saw this video clip of um, a married couple. And then, you see, as they're showing the clip, it's about 30 seconds, and then they are, they are writings. So the first scene was just married. The husband was in the toilet, doing number two. And I think he needed a toilet tissue. So the wife opened the door a little bit, and then through the toilet tissue and closed the door back. Then they say, just married. Then, in the course of the marriage, Another scene, the woman opens the door. This one, he, she opens it wide, comes and then gives the toilet tissue to the husband. So you see that the scent, he, he, she's ignoring things, right? Then, when they are married for long, the woman comes from work, looking for the husband. He's sitting on the toilet. She opens the toilet door. She's, 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 she has a bag and shopping, and she, something that happened when she went there. She's talking to the man as the man is sitting on the toilet. There's no smell anymore. <laughs> the smell gone. That's what happens when you say something for a long time. You get numb. You don't get up like you used to get up. You don't move like you used to move. You don't shake like you used to shake. Human behavior. Joseph realized that he was going before a king and that it is wrong to just appear before him anyhow look at a woman who wears certain type of clothes in the house married woman the rags 
You should go to some married couples' homes. And you should see the type of clothes. And even you as a, as a young lady growing up, it's, it's a behavior. So when you marry, you can't switch. You take it in there because it's like the bad clothes, those are the ones you wear at home. Old school clothes. Old Tocqueville, or which school you went to, uh, multi school clothes. That's the one you have because, because there's nobody to impress at home. So you do it like now, now, now. And then you grow up with it. When you marry, the first week, you try and get some nice and, uh, you know, things like that. And the second week, you are back to your school clothes. They have big t-shirt over all kinds of things. Yeah. You tie down your hair. Ugly looking. When you're going out, your face is nice. When you're in the house, your face is raw. Your face is something else. That, that, that's, that's how people behave. Yeah. Prophet said it. He said, very early in his marriage, he burned the Taliban people on the bed in the night. <laughs> he, he, he burned it. How can you sleep next to me with your hair tied in the night like a bandit? When I give you money for doing your hair, who are you reserving the hair to show to? That's why I say, we human beings, we like when people compliment us. Somebody was talking about compliment. I think the question was asked many a few months ago. Even in my office, the girls were asking, what, is, um, what do I think about complimenting a woman in the presence of your wife? So I said, it, it depends. It depends on so many things. It depends on so many things. It depends on so many things. If, 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 I, if I take myself, for example, if I compliment uh, uh, Shona in, in, in the presence of my wife, to me, it doesn't mean anything. When you are complimenting, it means that you, are, you, you, you normally behave bad. And this one time, you behave good. That's what compliment means. In other words, when you are complimented about your dress, it means that you normally don't dress well. So when you get, wow. The wife, the wife shouldn't be jealous because the person just wants, just for this one time. And, and it, is, it is worth noticing because it has been bad all the time. So it is noticeable. That's why it's a compliment. But you see, some people think that when you make a compliment, like you like shit, you want shit, you feel attracted to shit. That's nonsense. Like Kalisha. Oh, Kalisha. Yeah. Kalisha, you're looking nice this Sunday morning. We have to tell you. Because normally you don't, you, don't, you don't have time for us at all. It's the bank people you have time for. You come to church with her. Uh, uh, raw African hair. Not comb. And then you see her Monday morning. You see her status. Dress up to go to the bank. Woo! Yeah. Then she comes to church on Sunday. Then black African hair that you can't even tie. It can't reach. <laughs> you have to you have to put chemical inside for it to be able to reach. <laughs> Bailey Taiji. You see here Monday? Dress up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to the bank to work for the people. Are you with me? The man realized that he was going into the presence of a king. Now you may not even find this important until you learn about Vashti. 
Vashti, for those who know, don't know, was a queen, the wife of a king. The king asked her to dress up and come into his presence. Come show off. I want to show off your beauty to these people I have here. The king had a party. He had guests around, so he was drinking. He was excited. He said, call Shemika for me. Tell her to dress up and come. When they went to tell Vashti, Vashti said, in a time with you. Do you know what happened? That was the last time she, became, she was queen. Last time. It means that to show up in the presence of somebody important is honor. And then to show up properly and appropriately dressed. When people say, rent your heart and not your garment, it's not completely true. You can't come to church any shabby. You can't, you can't come before God dressed anyhow. That's why some people would nicely tell you I don't have church clothes because indeed they don't have church clothes because you can't come to church anyhow. I, I, I say all the time that guy needs you dress up to work more than you dress up to church. I've been saying it for years. When I see Guyanese girls dress up to work, they look very officially dressed formal for church. And then the church day, they dress anyhow. I, I, many of you, the, the things you, you bring to church, I, even as a human being, I don't appreciate it. Because sometimes I see you on Monday morning or Tuesday morning going to work. You dress up. Yeah, you face makeup. Many of you, your dressing is Monday to Friday. And the weekend is casual, including Sunday morning. Adapting to someone is honor. Adapting to someone is honor. Because if it's not honor, Joseph will not shave. The guy has been in prison all, all this while. Charlie, he wants to see me. All right, is these people who even put me in jail to start with? So we ain't got no time. No, 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 no. In, in all his, in all his grudge, in all his whatever against the people, what has happened to him, he dis, he said, you know, I cannot go into the presence of this man, my beard. Now, now we keep beard really. Now beard is something. It's a style now. Yeah, we don't shave. You can't go into Pharaoh with this thing here, sir. Yeah. It changes clothes. You tell me, rent your heart, not your garment. When the man is going before a king, he rents his garment. He realized that I can't just go like this into the presence of the king. And so, it is called adapting. Can you adapt? Many people don't like to adapt. You come to the church, you can't adapt. Me want sit there. I want water. Where a washroom there? So far, 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 far. No adaptation at all. We don't adapt. It's a sign of disrespect. That's why we say when you come to the church, your phones can't ring. Your phones can't be answered because you are adapting to the environment and to the presence of the king. It's not a human being, so it's not man. Even if it's man, it's still a very good behavior and a good uh, trait to possess. To give honor to whom honor is due. Render to all their dues. Are you with me? And so on this Sunday, honor your prophet, I want you to learn that adapting to someone is honor. It's much, much, much honor. I learned, and I've learned so many things in my relationship with Bishop Dagwood Mills. It's... uh, um, my, my, my relationship with that girl was that introduced me to black pants. 
I never used to wear black pants. You don't even believe how I used to dress before. Yeah. I used to dress colorful. My shoe will have a different color. My pants will have a different color. My belt will have a different color. But all of the colors will be, will be matchable. So if it's red and black, this may be red, black, red, tie, black, something. But it was all over the place. It was Bishop Dagod Mills who my relationship with him taught me to black pants works for everything. It's girls who change themselves. Buy, you get black pants, it works with anything. Because combining colors is not a very simple thing. Looks, looks well on women and not men. If you're combining colors, well, even these socks that have come that are very colorful, sometimes it feels off. If you don't, if you don't wear it, it's like you just have to wear it. Colors and patterns. It's female. A woman can put them on like that and then it will be very exciting. Are you, are you with me? And so please learn that adapting, adaptation, adjusting to somebody. You know what? You, you normally don't eat bat. But since you married this man, the man likes bat, so I'm also eating bat. It's, it's adapting. He like charming. My husband likes charming, so I make charming for him. And I, you see, yeah, it's because the ring is on your finger already, that's why you're playing them nonsense. If it was now that you have to do those things for the ring, you do it. Stand to your feet. God bless you. <laughs> I told this stranger just a short one. It's seven minutes. Yeah, man. Give Jesus a big hand clap. Father, thank you so much for speaking to us. We will adapt to you. We will adjust to you. We will make sure that the things that we normally are not used to, we, 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 will, we will try and do it just for the sake of honoring and respecting you. Thank you for Bishop Daggett Mills. Thank you for his life. Thank you for his ministry. Thank you for choosing him. Out of choosing him, Lord, we have all been chosen. We pray that, Lord, you give him long life. You give him grace. Let him finish his race and finish his course completely. Like Jesus did on the cross when he said, it is finished. May our Father Bishop Daigua Mills, oh God, when the time comes for him to come to you, may he in his heart and even openly be able to declare that I have finished what I was called to do. We pray that Lord, you give him more grace, more anointing. You give him more children, more children, more churches, more branches, oh God. Give him all that his heart desires. Above all, protect him in his going out and his coming in. We give you praise, and we as a church, we want to bless him. We want to, want to, want to, want to ask you to, to give him, give him the grace, give him the anointing, give him the power, give him all that you, you deem necessary for his ministry and for his coming. We honor, we respect him, oh God, today. We say thank you for giving him to us. We give you praise and we give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. For booking and more information on the Ministry of Victor Collins, please call us on 592-691-5301 or email us at shepherdhousegy at gmail.com. God richly bless you.